Hello and welcome to the Walk and Love podcast. I'm TJ. And I'm Brooke. And today we're going to talk about the life-changing practice of paying attention. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Am I reading that or are you? Sure, you can read it. Okay. <laughs> Did I do it out of order? No. Okay. Uh, the Walk and Love podcast is a weekly conversation between Brooke and I about emotions, rhythms, marriage, parenting, and faith. It's a place where we laugh and sometimes cry as we try to find language to live a full life. And we're glad you're here. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. Um, I like your shirt. I like your shirt, sweatshirt. So podcast collection is coming out on Black Friday, which is this week uh, that you're listening to this. So if you're listening on Monday, it's a few days from now. If you're listening on Tuesday, it's still a few days from now. If you're listening on Wednesday, two days from now, Thursday, happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) It's tomorrow. Um, We will release it one day early. So it actually releases on Thanksgiving. It's just, that's just the way it's going to work. So on the 23rd, which is the day before Thanksgiving at 9 p.m. Eastern, we're going to launch the, the podcast collection, which we'll mm-hmm. show you in a second here. Um, the online warehouse sale, which we've kind of been previewing on our story, tons of different designs, um, all available in different quantities and different sizes. So it's kind of like a, it's a little bit chaotic, but that's just, it's just what we have left. So that's the way it is. Um, so we have that. Uh, those designs, and then also the print shop, which we're going to preview here very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to run for a week, and then it will end when we do our Christmas extravaganza live stream and give away a bunch of stuff. So big, busy week for us. And we yeah. got Thanksgiving, and I can't believe it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it feels very surreal That's to be what, like we're mm-hmm. mid to end of November. Yeah. It's happening. Um, but we're very excited about the podcast collection. And uh, why don't we um, let's do the review of the week and then we'll show the collection. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. So the review of the week titled so encouraging two exclamation points. Five stars, but two exclamation points. I didn't get points. that third exclamation. That hurts. Huh. That's okay. Um, yeah. Listening to this podcast has become one of the highlights of my week. Every episode leaves me feeling encouraged and challenged to continue walking in love and seeking Jesus. So grateful. One exclamation point. Nice. So. so we got three. We got all three. Oh, no. There's more in there. Oh, but, yeah. You know. So we got five. I think we got five stars and five exclamation points. Whew. That was close. So um, top-notch review. Thank you. We're still on our way to a 1,000 reviews. Um, so I don't know why I said that so intensely. <laughs> um, so go leave your review. Uh, right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> and then you always say. Um, <laughs> so the podcast collection, I, I don't know how we're going to like. Let's try it this way. I don't know how we do it, but I think for the sake of only people listening, it should be quasi-fast. Okay. So why don't you grab your phone? Okay. And you just do like an overhead recording of the Ooh. stickers. Ooh. And I'll <laughs> grab that footage and put it over this okay. footage that they're... Sounds good. You so, talk. Go. So if you're going to YouTube, you can see this. So the so we asked you guys the what inside jokes that you liked most about the podcast and all these rose to the top. So we have, how many designs? Five? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six designs, correct? Yeah, I don't know. Sure. Depends if you divide that one into two. Yeah, I guess just five designs. So three, four, five. Okay, I love you, bye, which will be available on sticker, Uh uh, print, Mm -hmm. a mug, as Mm -hmm. you can see here, a keychain, 
an enamel keychain, mm -hmm. a black t-shirt that I'm wearing right now, a gray buttersoft sweatshirt that Brooke is wearing, and then you want to grab the pink shirt as well. Yeah, I can. Um, and then a pink shirt. So, okay, love you, bye. Obviously, that was like the top one. I feel like second was uh, strong feelings, butt clenchers. Those kind of came in two. One and two. Strong feelings is older. So, um, yeah, there's the pink shirt. That was okay, love you, bye. Pocket print. Uh, all these are extremely limited. Like we did not order a large quantity because it's the first time we've ever done this. Mm -hmm. And we're unsure if you guys are going to buy them. <laughs> Hopefully you do. That would be great. Um, so strong feelings, which is, was our very first segment. I, I still remember Brooke and I were walking around the King of Prussia mall and she was like, now the second largest mall in the country. Oh, I didn't know that. Used to be the third. Well, I was just updated. It's now the number second two one spot. blow up or I don't know what happened. All I know is that, <laughs> no, I think it's because King of Prussia expanded. Yeah. And so, but it's big news, big news, big news. Um, so yeah. So we were walking around King of Prussia and she was like, I feel like I, I want to do a segment called strong feelings where we just like share things that were like that, like fire us up. And I was like, Oh, I love that. So that's when strong feelings was born. Uh, it comes on a sticker, um, a print and a t-shirt. Uh, and then the next design we have is carpet vor. So carpet <laughs> vor, for those of you that are new, I don't even know what episode we discussed it in. It's been a few, but it <laughs> again, a moment I'll never forget in my life sitting with Brooke and she's like quasi serious, but I also think just this like a long time tired ago. and loopy. She's like, like looking at, at the ground years ago. and I'm like, what are you thinking about? And she's like, what if there was like a carpet that could clean itself? <laughs> <laughs> it would eat everything you drop on the floor, but it wouldn't eat your furniture and it wouldn't eat your feet. So you don't have to be worried about no, that. No, you, no, you were even that far developed. It was just like, no, what if there was a carpet true. that would just like absorb trash the or matter. like, or like, crumbs it was really like a crumb feature yeah. and i was like well, what about your feet how would i know the difference and you're like oh no there's technology for that it knows <laughs> so, it knows michael it launched into a probably way too long conversation <laughs> about what carpet bore would be and how we would market it and all this kind of stuff and so mm. we've mentioned it on the podcast before and it's just become like you know it's in our walk and love podcast instagram bio says, you know, married 13 years, inventor of carpet floor. I recently told June that if anybody ever asked her what her parents do for a living to tell them, oh, they invented carpet floor. <laughs> There's a very good chance she's actually going to say that, <clears throat> which so, is pretty amazing. So we had our buddy Taylor Penton do all these designs. So he drew this little carpet floor monster. Um, <laughs> and then on the back, we have sort of the like the logo, carpet floor. Everything but your feet established TBD because we're still in development, obviously. We're still taking that, investors. Yeah, that technology just isn't going to build itself. Um, so we have that. Uh, the Strong Feelings comes on a shirt. And then we have one. Again, this is a joke that I don't know where it came from. I'm going to do that one last. Oh. Um, Good Brain, Great Skull. It was like one of the first collections where we were like, hey, we're going to give you a discount code. And as the conversation went on, we started talking about, I believe this is how this came about. We started talking about how like, we're not that smart, but at least we have a great skull that our brain fits into. Mm -hmm. And so it became good brain, great skull. That was the discount code that went along it's with like it. It's like what you tell yourself as <laughs> an encouragement like, yeah. when it's not, when you can't, this You're math like, is really hard, but <laughs> hey, good brain, great skull. I got, you know? I got it going for me. So uh, good brain, great skull was born. It's honestly my favorite design. I don't know. I really like the good brain, great skull design. Um, it's good because it's, yeah. And it's just like kind of, it's one of those sort of dumb jokes where it's like, yeah, that's dumb, but I'm going to wear it or I'm going to put the sticker on my 
water bottle or I'm going to hang the print. So those come in as shirt, sticker, and a print. Mm -hmm. And then we have the butt clenchers design, which uh, Brooke told Taylor, was like, I think it should be a peach um, because I don't want people. I don't actually want a butt. (laughs) Yeah. And then we weren't sure. We didn't put on a t-shirt because I was was just like, I don't know if people are going to wear this. We have heard that people want it, but for now, it's just on the sticker, the keychain, and the mug. Um, And a print. And a print. So there are definitely enough butt clenching options for you. (laughs) And then the last of the designs is we told Taylor how we talk about like Googling bridges and we drew up a couple ideas for him of like, you know, we drew a bridge and it says, I live here now, but he just blew it out of the park with sort of the like Google. Blew it out of the water. Blew it out of the water. I don't think you can blow something out of a park. Can you? I mean, you could blow up a park if you wanted to. <laughs> no, then, then you should say, he blew up a park and designed <laughs> well, it. Well, <laughs> that sounds violent. He blew it out of the water. You hit it out of the park. Hit it out of the park. Yeah, there you go. He hit it out of the water and blew it out of the park <laughs> with the like, you know, when you start typing into Google and it gives you suggestions. So it says bridges, bridges to live under, bridges near me, bridges I can live at, bridges bridges as a home. So that's available <laughs> on a sticker and a print. Um, and yeah, so we're super stoked about this collection. It's like, Definitely the quirkiest thing we've ever done, uh, but we know that you as the podcast audience, as the butt clenchers, are going to love it. So it is very limited. Every item is limited and hopefully sells out. So that's that. And then I won't have Brooke even shuffle through them, but the prints, we had you guys the vote regular on, on the print. Prints. So we have five by sevens and eight by tens mm-hmm. coming back this year for the print extravaganza. Um, and so, yeah, we're super stoked on all that kind of stuff. Again, subscribers will get access November 23rd, 9 p.m. Eastern, the day before Thanksgiving. And then 24 hours later, we'll flip off the password and uh, we'll, we'll knock the password out of the park. And then everyone we'll will, the will have <laughs> access. Um, Rebuild I, it. I have deleted websites before. That's sort of triggering oh, for it's me. <laughs> um, it's not funny. It's not. It's really it's not, not funny. funny. That was like before it was easy and like you had to know sort of some server stuff and like... Yeah. Like if you deleted one thing, it's like, oh, I guess I just deleted everything. This is cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So one thing we someone told us last week, a few people told us, is like our podcast, we upload to one, one platform and then it distributes it to all the platforms. So for some reason, it wasn't on Google Podcasts. I don't know why. We did everything we normally do. Mm-hmm. My only thought is we played copyrighted music. And so maybe they're cracking down on that. So... We have songs that we're going to add to the song of the week playlist and the Christmas mm-hmm. playlist, but I'm just not going to play them this week and just see like if I upload it again normal and it goes to Google Podcasts, that might be the scenario because I reached out to Anchor, who's the platform we upload to, to and haven't heard back. So not sure what's that all about, but hopefully it'll get resolved. Mm-hmm. So songs of the week, both added. Uh, we have a Christmas song and a worship song, and uh, we're going to do the Mount Rushmore, 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 <laughs> Rushmore of... Slices of pizza. No, you have to eat. I think you have to eat the whole pie. Oh, whole pies of pizza. Just kidding. Brooks rules. You don't have to consume the whole pie, but. If you're ordering four pizzas, if you're like extremely hungry. Yeah. And you're like, I don't want to just eat one slice of pizza. I want to eat a bunch of a bunch of slices. Right. This is what you're ordering. You're ordering these four pies. Yes. And I would want a slice of each pie. Okay. Are you getting specific as to where you're ordering them from? You can. Okay. That changes things a little bit. But I hadn't, but now maybe I will. I think I'm, all of mine are from the same place. Mine might be too, which is crazy. Um, okay, Hawaiian is on my list. 
I just love it. Yeah. And you live here now. What? No way. Um, okay, so I, I wrote barbecue chicken as number two. But here's the thing. Oh, we started out friends. friends. <laughs> it was cool, but it was all. I could take or leave the chicken. I really just want barbecue. Huh. So here's the sweet spot. My favorite Hawaiian pizza has barbecue as oh, the wow. sauce. So if you could combine one and two, you will. Yeah. Is it? Does it have chicken on it too, or is it just? No, the Hawaiian wouldn't. Uh-uh. Hawaiian barbecue is barbecue, pineapple, and ham. Yes. Cheese. And then the barbecue Crust. gets swirled on top. Which is amazing. So, but I love anything with barbecue. Or oh, I should say almost anything with barbecue. <laughs> so you if like I, barbecue like, chocolate? Yeah. <laughs> we just eat it. You like barbecue dip bugs? <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> but do you know how many dumb, like, I, I hate to peg middle schoolers, but probably, like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching your face. I'm not touching your face. And they're so close to you. Oh, you like, <laughs> that's like Jean Shorts has that video of like, oh, you like any kind of music? Any, any kind, kind of music? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. So I wrote barbecue chicken, but really, as long as that one has some sort of like caramelized onions and fa- other fancy cheese on it, uh-huh. I'm in. Uh, cheese, cheese pizza. It's, it's I will always take a slice 100%. of cheese pizza. I'll never say no. Yeah. Yeah. And then lastly, I like a white pizza. Oh, like shaking a it up. Really <laughs> garlicky. Am I allowed to say that anymore? When <laughs> I like a white pizza. Oh gosh, I didn't even go there. <laughs> Um, they're just really good. And the ones that have like the fresh <laughs> mozzarella. Brooke just got canceled, everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> the fresh mozzarella and the fresh ricotta all like glopped on there in a good way. I don't usually use glop in a positive way. <laughs> this is the kind of glop I want. I glopped my... pretty hard last night. <laughs> out of the park. <laughs> you did. I've seen park. a guy glop at the park. Ooh. <laughs> In Hawaii, that is true. So I think those would be mine. Those are good. Um, we started watching Chef's Table Pizza mm-hmm. in the first episode. So far, we've watched four episodes. I think so. And really, the fr- I think they're loose with the term pizza a little bit. Like some of them, like, it's just it's just this bread with like a bread thousand with a ingredients on it. on it. Right. But the first episode was like about this place in Arizona, mm-hmm. and that one was like that. That's the only one that I'm like I'm literally salivating over this. The other ones, like I thought, some of them look good, but. That was the one that was like, I it thought actually the storytelling looked, was good and it was yeah, interesting. The documentary but I didn't great. necessarily want to eat there. But pizza. the first pizza was like, that looked like pizza. Like, felt like should pizza. we go? Yeah, here should we, and should eat we them. travel to Arizona um, to go there? Um, okay, so my favorite pizza place I've ever eaten at, which I assume is yours too, is mm-hmm. Seven Mile Pie in Stone Harbor, New Jersey. Yeah. Which, which is, like is so random. Obscure, yeah. sort of. Um, I mean, like, East Coast has good pizzas. They have a style of, <clears throat> of pizza. Yeah, like the New York style. Yeah. Chicago style is basically just like lasagna, but they call it pizza, <laughs> um, like that deep dish stuff. Um, yeah, so Seven Mile Pie in Stone Harbor is my favorite, but that's also because like we went there year after year, and so we ate there. Like I think it's also associated with the memories of that vacation. It is excellent pizza. Yes, but it's like some like I've probably had really great pizza, but it's like one slice at a restaurant while we're really traveling, but it. I don't necessarily remember. So my memory is strong with Seven Mile Pie. Yeah. Um, mine are Buffalo chicken, Buffalo chicken, <laughs> Buffalo chicken, and, uh, I think Buffalo chicken. Buffalo chicken. Yeah. So those are the four pizzas. I'm ordering four <laughs> Buffalo chicken pizzas. If you're only allowed a slice from each yeah, one, you want four, want four slices of Buffalo chicken. Um, <laughs> most, but only, but really seven mile pie does it really well. 
I have not like like any like chain. I don't I don't feel like does buffalo chicken that well. No. Um. So buffalo, but my list is buffalo chicken meat lovers, which like any chain does meat lovers well. Maybe. Probably. It's hard to it's hard to get that wrong. Round table is pretty good. Um, pepperoni. I just love a classic good pepperoni pizza. Classic okay. pep. Got to go with a classic pep and then classic cheese. Those are mine. Yeah. Although when we were in Kansas City, my brother at his birthday party when I was there, you were here, had some pizza that I sent Brooke photos of because I was just like it was like real thick and it, but it was awesome. It looked amazing. Um. So. I'm sure, yeah. it would make my Those insides want to die, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Clearly I'm wanting pizza yeah. with real crust. There is a pretty good gluten-free pizza on Maui at Manoli. So maybe we can yeah, go there. Yeah, it's not bad actually. Um, and actually it's just down $98, and but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. First slice. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not that much. But it is pricey. It is a lot um, when you're like, this is all I'm getting. This is all. Okay, cool. I guess but at I'll, least I At least get, I won't curl over and, and die after I eat it. Um <laughs> So I have some strong feelings and okay. Brooke shares these strong feelings. They're so strong that I s- had trouble sleeping last night and oh, woke up this morning. Here we go. So here's the story. Here we go, I'm going to tell you a tale. So we've filled you in. And if you're new here, a few months ago, our cat cheese. Not even that. Yeah. Went missing. He was gone for nine days, but then because he, he's microchipped that humanely called us, we got him back. It was at the end of an emotional week. I walk through the door with cheese. Brooke starts weeping. Brooke has cried over cheese. Yeah. So our cats' names are Mac and Cheese. Mac and Cheese. Two orange boy cats, super friendly, super kind. They like they're outside cats and inside cats. So they like roam the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so I've been very aware of like, okay, I see them both each day. Like I've ever since Cheese was missing, I've been like, okay, mentally aware that I that when I fed them, both came running. So then one day I like went through the whole day and I was like, I don't think I've seen both of them. Sometimes it can get confusing though because they look so identical that it's like, am I seeing the same one over and I over again? And so I mentioned it to Brooke that night. I said, "Hey, I haven't seen Mac. I'm gonna go, you know, call for him, etc." So I walked around the neighborhood, couldn't find him. And it's like, you know, they're outside cats. Like I'm not worried about it. So then the next day went by again, couldn't find him. So mm-hmm. Maui, I think Maui's pet culture is that you turn them into the Humane League or you post about them because it's such a small island that like people, you know, you know it can be very easy to find someone else's pet. And mm-hmm. so there's this lost pets of Maui Facebook page. So I go to it and I on Wednesday, on Wednesday. So yeah, yesterday. Yeah. And you know, Monday was the first day that we kind of noticed, Hey, yes. I don't know. If I have a memory of seeing him Sunday night very clearly. Yes. So I knew he was here Sunday night. And so I go and I scroll down and I'll, oh, there he is. There's cheese. Or no, there's Mac. Mac. Someone took a photo. Hey, this nice friendly cat is near is as at my house on blank street, which is our street. So I'm like, oh, that's our cat. Like he, he wanders our street all the time. So I was like, I am a little shocked that that neighbor person has not seen the two orange cats that roam prior. Yeah. Because so, anybody else, any other neighbor I've talked to has been like, oh yeah, I've seen them. I didn't yeah. know they were yours. Yeah. Like shocking. And so I message her right away and I'm like, Hey, you have our cat Mac. Is he still there? He's probably too dumb to find his way home. Like, you know, cats can kind of be like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if you're petting him and feeding him, he's like, you know, going to be your buddy. Yeah. And so, so then I, so I messaged right away when I saw the picture and then I go <laughs> into the comments and I'm reading like people being like, Hey, this might be my cat. Hey, this might be my cat. Hey, this might be my cat. It looks like my cat. And so, so I'm going to call the first person. I'm just going to make up names. Beth. Okay. So Beth has found Mac and is Beth post- is our neighbor. We don't Beth know. Beth is our neighbor. We don't know who has posted a photo of Mac. Okay. 
someone comments on that photo. I'm going to call her Sarah. Okay. Sarah says, that looks like my cat. Uh, is he still there? Beth replies, no. Uh, <laughs> Lucy has mm. come and picked her, picked him up. Yes. And then Beth replies again, but Lucy realized it wasn't her cat <laughs> when she got home. I'll text you Lucy's number. So now I'm thinking, okay, so so Beth gave my cat to someone else who went to her house, picked it up, drove it all the way back home, and then realized, oh, this isn't my cat. Yeah. So I'm 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 irritated. I've and just, drove far. Yeah. Like, so like, like 40 minutes from this where we live. So I'm like, so at no point did you like so what made you think that your cat traveled 40 mi- minutes? 30 miles or whatever it is from where you live to here. And this woman has it. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm just annoyed at sort of the logical thinking that's happening right now. Yeah. So I'm messaging both Beth, uh, who's not getting back to me then because I'm sure she feels bad. And then I message one of the women that was like, (laughs) I think this might be my cat. And I said, Hey, did, did Beth ever message you? I forget all the fake names I'm using. I wrote them down. Uh, Lucy's number and mm-hmm. and Sarah who said yes she did here it is so then I text Lucy last night again this is Wednesday <laughs> and I say hey I think you have our cat yeah you know you, you drove to, to where we live and you picked it up and then you realize it's not yours which again I'm flabbergasted that that is a thing and uh, do you still have him where is he oh he we did have him but my kids left the door open and he ran away so you drove to so, my street. So you drove to our street. Took a cat that wasn't yours. Drove back to your house. For 40 minutes. And then lost. And then let it escape. So to. to I am internally raging. Oh man. I, and here's the thing. I'm not a cat mom. I'm not like a. No. I mean, I love my cats. And if you are, if you are a cat mom, to each his own. Like, yeah. I'm not shaming that. I'm just saying that like. It's not part of your identity. No, I'm not like. Oh, it's everything to me. I adore our cats and I've always loved any cat we've ever had. But I recognize that we have chosen to let them be indoor outdoor for that exact reason. But I was like, I was like, but I'm, I'm angry. I'm angry. I I was, (laughs) I had such strong feelings on so many levels of like, okay, one lady, lady, neighbor lady. We don't know Beth. Let's say. Yeah. She posted pictures within like three Minutes, it feels like, of finding yeah. him. Yeah, and then someone came to pick it up that day. Like, we hadn't even realized he was gone yet. It hadn't even been 24 hours, and he had already left our town and to so, go to another and town. And so then, I think I'm most mad with Lucy, yes. who took him and didn't realize it was his, wasn't was her cat. Yes. And then lost him. If I had, <laughs> if I had accidentally picked up the wrong animal and yes. realized that... I would have either turned around immediately and taken it back. Yes. I would have taken it straight to the Humane League. Or I would have locked it in a room and yeah. been like, okay, I can't do either of those things right now, but don't escape. Yeah. Because you are not mine. So today the plan is for me to drive up to the area that she lives, which is about 40 minutes away from us, hang some signs and call for him. Because thankfully Brooke has always put it in, like we've always yelled, kitty, 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 <laughs> before we feed our cats. And so they'll come to that call. So yeah. it's like yelling, chick, 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 when you feed a chicken. Praying <laughs> that cheese or that mac shows up the girls are obviously distraught and like we're unpacking this as it goes and i was like and and, and i guess i'm annoyed like i was trying to tell brooke like okay why does this frustrate me so 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 much because we woke up today 
still internally still, raging, both yeah. of us. She's and I like, was like, man, I cannot let this go. And I didn't feel this way about cheese being lost. No, because he just disappeared and we had no idea. Like, yes. I think what bothers me, and, and this is maybe just part of sanctification. <laughs> and, being and right. I, yeah. Part of being right. No. <laughs> I think what bothers me is like, I, I get so frustrated when things are avoidable. Like oh, at so many points, mean, could all life. of this been avoided? Like the neighbor lady could have just pet the cat a few times and been like, okay, you know, like, See you later. like let him just be. And he would have made his way back. Um, the woman who picked him up could have been like, this definitely isn't my cat. I'm going to leave him here. Yeah. Um, the woman that picked him up couldn't have lost him and yeah. taken him right back, taken him to the humane. Like there's so many different areas where like this, and because that didn't happen, we're in like a scenario that's like, it's, it feels unlike, I'm still believing that I'm going to find this kitty, but it feels unlikely. It gets less and less likely as the story goes on. And so it's just yeah. like so easily avoidable. Why? And then, and then I go back to myself. It's like, should have had collars on them. Yeah. But it's like, you know, you've heard stories. I did buy them collars and they popped them off. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of strong feelings within this cat story. And it's just like, <laughs> it, and, and I, there's this one story that's like, drilled into my memory the dog uh, story is that what you're gonna tell no a dog story oh okay never mind go ahead so i and, and this is why i think maybe it's like really frustrating to me because people when the the clinical definition is like when you're triggered it sends you back in time and so it's you, time travel it's time travel so like if i'm triggered by this there's something in my past as a child or whatever that like i feel this emotion very deeply yeah and so I can't, I don't know what that is, but I do know moments like this. And one of them that's so vivid to me is like, I was walking down the stairs in our Pennsylvania home and I noticed that the baby gate was like slightly askew. And I said, oh, I should fix that. I thought that, but I stepped over it and I was like, I don't know if I was just doing something else or had something on my mind, walked down the stairs, literally four minutes later, I hear like a loud cry, run upstairs. June has fallen through the baby gate, bonked her head, has this huge knot on her forehead. Yeah. And I just like remember just like internally raging at just like I could have fixed it. Like mm -hmm. I literally not that I just not that it was just like a freak thing and it was loose and I didn't know. But I literally had the thought I should right. fix that. I right. should I should do that right now. And I ignored it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what I feel in this moment that should have had should have had the, you know, collars on them or whatever. Like, but that's not even my thought. It's like all of us should like you all should have had those thoughts and you didn't. Yeah. You just kept ignoring them and and plowing through the scenario, right. and now we're way I mean, worse. I can than almost when we started. see her front yard from here, out yeah. that window, yeah. and I think that's what really bothers me, is that like if he was a few streets over or something, yeah, I'd be like, well, I get it, and 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 I understand that she doesn't know where he came from, right. but I'm just like, so I don't those, know. Those are those are my very very strong feelings, and I'm working through it. Like I know it seems so silly and and little and, and tiny, but I, I'd always think like if, if something is stirred up so ferociously inside of me, yes, this is an area of my heart that is hard, that needs to be softened. And so I'm going to or understood or and understood unpacked. or unpacked or whatever. And so I'm going to pay attention to that uh, because I don't want to just like shove it down and just like, you know, gloss over it and be like, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. And, I, and I'm hoping for all those things, but like yeah. there definitely was an emotional side of it that I was like, ooh, this is feeling, this is making me feel spicy, which is what strong feelings kind of is all about. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes we do that as a joke. And this one was definitely like, no, I really am. Probably, yeah. honestly, realistically, I'm not exaggerating. The strongest 
actual feelings I've ever had in a strong feeling segment. Yes. Like, cause before it's been, it's been like, Oh, triggered in like the, like uh, I'm annoyed. I'm bothered like internet meme way. And this was like, Oh wow. Something's actually happening here. I am very angry. Yeah. It's usually like this. Honestly, where does it end with you people? (laughs) Um, so yeah. So hopefully we find him. I'm going to head up country today and try to track him down. I'm just like visually picturing a moment where I yell his name and I see this orange cat coming running to me and I'm just believing that that's going to be that would be amazing reality today. Um, But all that being said, (laughs) let's get into the topic today. Unless you have anything else like. No, I don't think so. Kind of highlighted the next week. Our our week's been pretty normal. Um, Yeah. But no, I don't really have anything. um, Today's topic is. The life-changing practice of paying attention. Yes. And I think we're going to break this into two episodes because we can, I mean, you could apply this to anything in life, but we're going to break it down into two bigger categories. Yes. And so today's is the life-changing practice of paying attention to... Stuff like like this. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Which is, you know, the story, unfortunately, fits in really well. Um, Paying attention to your emotions, to your emotional health and growth. Mm Mm-hmm. And paying sort of attention the, to the things that make you internally rage with the fire of a thousand suns. Yeah. Or the things that make you internally shut down or it could be any of those things. Yep. It's not always rage. Yeah. <laughs> Although for some people it might always be rage. It could be, you know, but like it, it. Yeah. Yeah. But paying attention to the, like what we call choke points or like, I don't know, I guess choke points is the best point like in life. Like where are the places in your life where you, like I'll, I'll use like a kid example. So like a lot of people, the choke point of getting ready is like putting shoes on. And mm-hmm. it's like that becomes a super frustrating moment in every day. Mm-hmm. And so it's like some people will just allow that to be a frustrating moment every day for all of time and they'll never do anything to fix it. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're adding all this terrible stress to your life on something that is like could be fixed with or, or could at least be tried to be fixed with a hundred different scenarios. Right. And so it's like, and, and we would look at someone doing that and we would think this is easily fixed. Put a basket by the door, yeah. have a shoe rack, put the, leave all the shoes in the car, right. put them on when they get dressed for like normal day. Like there's just a bunch of different scenarios we could, and we would, we would see someone do that. And then mm-hmm. yet us personally, we get angry and we can't get past it. And then we, get angry and we can't get past it. We get angry and we can't get past it. We shut down and we can't get past it. We do all these emotional things that we are end up bottlenecking our growth mm-hmm. and we never fix them. Right. And because we're not paying attention to the areas of our lives that need fixing yeah, or that need to be sanctified or that need improvement or that we need to work on or that we need to actively try to pursue healing for. And, uh, and so we'll see one scenario in this and we'll be like, we'll pay attention enough to be like, hey, this can be fixed. And then when it comes to our like own internal emotions, we're just like, yeah, I'm not going to. Uh. Right. Well, using the kid, you know, using kids as um, since you like went there, I can still I can stay there. Like kids have the ability to and I think a spouse could, too, or even a close friend. But there is something about kids because they're little that they can pinpoint a trigger in the real uh, uh, emotional, like from a, from therapy sense, <laughs> the yeah. word trigger, something so fast. Because there's probably a lot of people who aren't bothered by their kids taking a while to put their shoes on. Right. And then there's some who are. And you could use anything. Eating dinner quickly. Getting ready for bed. Yeah. 
listening, whatever with kids. Yep. Um, and I often think that it, it truly does trigger something deeper. Cause for me, whenever I get very anxious or jittery or like bothered that the kids are not moving fast enough, insert any scenario in which they're not moving fast enough. Um, that's because I personally have a, which I've learned like a, a fear of running out of time. They're not being enough time, not using my time. Well, Mm-hmm. feeling like my time is mine and shouldn't be anybody else's, but also feeling like that's not fair. I would love for it to be everybody else. Like I swirl around You're over right. time a lot. And so I'm very triggered right. <laughs> when kids waste time or take too much time. And I'm like too much time compared to what? Like, you know, I, why waste time? Say lot word when few word do trick. That's very, very true. Kevin nailed it. Yeah. Kevin, your spirit animal? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't know. We could do that at uh, Mount Rushmore sometime. But I think when I was thinking about this episode and paying attention, which I think, you know, the practice of paying attention just to your life as a whole is it It'll sounds it. so simple. Yep. And it sounds like, well, of course I'm paying attention. And I'm like, but are, are you, you? <laughs> like, are you? And I say that to myself yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's yeah. not a judgment. Yeah. That's a, are you actually in the different areas of your life really paying attention? Yeah. And do you like what you see or do you wish it was different or, you know, whatever. And when I think about like the emotional side of life, I, I don't feel like, I hope we're changing. I, I hope we're changing this for our kids and our generation and generations below us. But like, I don't feel like I went through life and school and all the things and was told like, everything was like preparing you for SATs or preparing you for college or preparing right. you for early marriage or preparing you for your first job and your first kid. It's like all very milestone based. Yep. And no one said hey, at some point you might want to pay attention and start figuring out how to talk about your feelings mm-hmm. because that's going to be really helpful. Yeah. Because I think there's a there's certainly a large group of people who want nothing to do with it. They still don't want to talk about their 100%. feelings. But and then, we'll talk about that a little bit. And then I think there's a maybe equally large, but unfortunate that they're like, I, I actually would, I, I see the value. I know why I need to talk about them to myself, to a therapist, to a spouse, to whatever. I need to journal about it. Like dive into your emotions and feelings. But I literally think they don't know how. Yes. And 100%. that is that, that category. Both categories make me really sad. Yes. But like that one, I'm like, oh, you're so close. You just right. need the tools to do it. The because language, you, yeah. you go back to like the SAT prep or whatever else. Like you're given the tools to succeed in those areas. Yeah. You're given the tools. Well, hopefully. Well, yeah. But you know what I mean? Some of us did better than others. Yes. I know you did. No, I actually think you did. I don't know. My Which, SAT scores were, I, I literally have no idea because they changed them not it long after. It used to be 1600 was the, like when we were kids. That was the high, you, 1600 was perfect. Okay. What'd you get? I don't know. Yeah. I bet I didn't break it. I think thousand. I got a 1090. Right. Only took them once though. Yeah. I think I took it twice and I did worse the second time. Probably because <laughs> nice. I was in my head. Or I was like, I don't want to go to college. Why am I? <laughs> um, actually, that wasn't totally true at the time, but. I didn't think that. Okay, so let me let me let me paint a scenario. There's something I don't want to forget because we were talking. Yeah. Um. Uh. So before we talk about like how to talk about your emotions, yeah, I want to paint a scenario, and I think this is kind of piggybacking off of what you said. 
So you're saying we we prepare we we get prepared for specific like milestones in life, which I think is true. And I think and I think that's parents, teachers, coaches. Hopefully, they do prepare. And that's very valuable. But what I think that does is that sets us on a rhythm and a path of like, I feel chaotic. My life feels out of control. I I don't know. Like you know, I just like we've all been there. Swirliness, butt clenched, googling bridges, like all those (laughs) phrases that we have. And it's like, so I'm gonna meal plan. And I'm going to get really good at this one oh. task of meal planning, or I'm going to get real. And I'm not saying that there's not value in that, yeah. but it's like what we do is we go and try to make a milestone We're to the wrong fix level. the root of yeah. fear, loneliness, sad, hurt, whatever. And, mm-hmm. and, and so it's like, we're, we're sort of predisposed to be trained in a way that's like, I have some, some stress or anger or hurt in my life and my heart. Let me find a milestone that I can associate with fixing that. And then mm-hmm. we will meal plan for a month really well. And then we'll kind of fall off and we're like, oh, that's all still there. That didn't change this. Yeah. Um, does just yeah. some sort of rhythm and structure obviously help with with some pain and some hurt and all that kind of stuff? Absolutely. But I think what we're trying to talk about today is like, let's pay attention to the root cause, the emotion way deep down that we've kind of shoved down over all the years. <laughs> and we're learning how to express it, talk about it and not talk about it in a way that's like, uh, you know, I forgot to take out the trash and now we're fighting about something that you did to me that hurt. I was just like, about to say, we're, we're, there's a difference between blurting out emotional words yeah. and feeling like as if you had a feelings chart and you were just like, I'm this yelling yeah. it. <laughs> and so, so Brooke and I are not therapists. We're not trained in this, like, but we have just over the last four years, made it a priority to talk about our emotions and mm-hmm. we've we've you know read about it and we've learned about it and and so these are just some of the ways that we're going to talk about today that we have we have found the language to make it helpful for us yeah because we that's what matters like it matters that we're on we're emotionally connected and invested in each other and so that we can have a deep intimate relationship that stands the test of time because mm-hmm. we don't want to fall out of love. We don't want to just live with each other and deal with each other. We want to have a <laughs> deep, thriving intimacy with each other at this, it, better than the day we got married. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's the goal. And so we're going to talk about just some of the things that we've learned and language that we've developed over the past few years that I feel like has led to a deep, deeper and richer connection and relationship than we've ever had. Yeah. Um, and so I think we'll start off with the the... the Con- boogity boogity. The, what is it? Uh, I have no idea. What's the word I'm looking for? It's like uh, it's like a taboo or no controversial. Like, controversial. There it is. Huh. Took me a while to get there. Um, the enneagram was yeah. so. Here, here's. Let me just meme out the internet for you real quick. Um, have you seen the, You've seen the uh, Drake meme where he's like, and then pointing. It's from. Okay. It's like keep your love locked down. And yeah. He's like going like this. Like no thanks to one picture and then like yeah, I yes want it to, to the, the next, next picture. Okay. And so there's this one going around Christians where it's like no thanks and it's a picture of Harry Potter. Right. It's like can't do Harry Potter. Yeah. That's too controversial or taboo or whatever for the Christians realm. Yeah. And then he's pointing to Lord of the Rings and he's like, yeah. Right. And it's right, like right. they're both full of magic and fantasy. They're and, both about good and evil. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like I feel like for whatever reason, th- two years ago, oh, that no. happened to the Enneagram where people were like, can't do it, you know, but yeah, yeah. I'll, my, my assumption is that because it gained such popularity, it felt like it gained it so fast, right? especially among like faith 
circles and yeah. groups that it became this like, this is scary. People are putting this in front of the Bible. Yeah. Let's cancel it. Were there people doing that? Sure. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But like, that's where the internet gets so, intense. so black and white and so intense. And so like, yeah. if you like this, you're the worst. And if you don't, you're the worst. And so we've and gotten you- messages that are like, I can't believe you talk about this. Like, you know, did you know, blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, this person talked about it in this podcast. Like, you know, it's like someone read one blog post. And so it's like now everything, everything associated with it is, is off limits. And so we just don't have that attitude is the Enneagram our religion? Absolutely not. Was it a super helpful tool in developing language to talk about our emotions in an accurate way? A hundred percent. Yes. Yes. And so if that's something that you want to do, I think it's a great place to start because I think I it's, don't think you need to be scared. Of it. Yeah. I mean, like, like you know, come on. to me, it's like, you know, huh. I don't think we should be even suggesting that things like that have that much power compared right. to the actual power of the word of God. Yeah. hundred percent. I just, yeah. yeah. And so like, so for us, that's kind of where it started. Uh, we were joining this like mastermind group and they sent everyone the path between us. Yes. Path between us, the green one. And so we read it and it was like, well, this is crazy. And they told us to take this test. So Brooke and I both took this Enneagram test. Uh, we both scored as tested as threes. Yeah. And then we started reading this book and like we got to the chapter on threes and I was like, this is definitely not, not Brooke me. and this is definitely not me. Yeah. And so we read, read, we both read it separately or we listened to it separately. And then it was like, okay, what do you think? Like, who do you think I am? What do you think I am? And we both got it pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and so it just like, if you're unfamiliar, the Enneagram is nine personality types right. and that everybody fits into nine types. Yeah. And so you can take a test. If you're going to take the test, I think take the real one from the Enneagram Institute. Right. It's super long. It's like 12 bucks or something, but that one was, is more accurate than anything yeah. else. If, if you feel like you need to start there. However, if you're really interested, I don't think you need to start there. Yeah, I think there. the book is, the, I think the path between us. I think you should us. start with reading something or listening to people talking about it yeah. in their own lives and who they are. And then that's very helpful to either see yourself or not see yourself or be like, oh my word, that's my spouse or that's my mom or that that's so-and-so. Yeah. And and so the, the first, the one book is called The Road Back to You. That's about like you as an individual person which I think is helpful, but I, I you know, we it's obviously, good. it's good. We, if you have we, no concept of the Enneagram, it's we good. Es- we establish ourselves based in relationship. Like yeah. we were created in community with God. Like he walked among the garden. Like mm-hmm. Adam did not know himself in a vacuum. Right. And then God knew that it wasn't good for him to be alone. And so he made a partner Eve. And so it's like, we weren't created to be individualistic vacuums. And so I think the path between us is helpful because it relates the Enneagram and the personalities to relational. How, how the different num- types relate to each which other. Which is why like something like strength finders, which again, I've taken that as well. Like I, I struggled with, like I took it and I was like, okay, yeah, this stuff is kind of true, but there was no it's relational element to it. And so it was like that language was helpful in terms of some of my behavior, but not in terms of like how Who I'm I actually am. feeling yeah. deep within. And th- that's the result of the behavior where the Enneagram yeah. was super helpful for that. Yeah. And so we, we, we studied that and we talked about it a lot in the early podcast because that's when we were like kind of learning about it. Yeah. Um, and, and that one has just been like, like, do we talk about it every day? No. Do we use it occasionally? Yes. But it's just like that. I feel like what it did is gave us like this base foundation of like, yes, understanding language that associated with who, who we were individually. Who, yeah. Who God created us to yeah, be, which yeah. I think was super helpful. And so like the lens through which he created me individually to see the world. Yeah. And you 
how because I'm always like, wow, that is not how I naturally like. Yeah. Knowing the difference between us has been so helpful. And, and I think honestly, without it, like this podcast wouldn't, I don't know if it'd be as far as it is along. And I don't know if we it's would. very it, true. Because it just, again, it was like this, this nice foundation of language and terms and like, you know, like some of my best friends that are like counselors are like, oh yeah, it's like one of the easiest ways to like develop a, a really hearty language about emotions. And yeah. so, and what it does is it becomes sort of this diving board into hard conversations that you obviously like that you would have definitely avoided. Mm -hmm. Like I definitely would have avoided them early on because I, I, I well, cause again, I would even have been if, like, even if somewhere inside of you, you were like, I know we should have this conversation. Your insides are going, I don't know how to talk about it. Yeah. So I, so now I feel all my walls are up and I feel super threatened because I don't know what to say. Yeah. So I'm going to sound dumb. And so then we never have conversations. Yeah. Even if our somewhere in our heart, we're like, I know that we should talk about this. Yep. <laughs> and so, so one of the biggest questions we get is where do we start with that? Um, again, the path between us, I think is a great book. People ask us, I'm not a reader or my husband's not a reader. Um, and, and so sleep, well, you can listen to it. Yeah, too. you can listen to the book, but sleeping at last has a pot sleeping at last the musician wrote a song, wrote a song about each number, which are really beautiful and well done. And then he has a podcast where he talks about like why the lyrics are the way they are. <laughs> he has a guest who's like a Enneagram person, Chris Huritz on that podcast to kind of break down the, the number. And then he talks about, and then, uh, what's the sleeping at last guy's name? Aaron. No, no. But now that you said that, it's I'm totally blank. Um, he talks about like you know why he included strings and like there there's really cool musical theory and elements to it. And yeah. so like it's an e I feel like it's an easy introduction because everybody likes music. Yeah, and it's a series within his already existing podcast. Yeah. So yeah. so that'd be another great place to recommend. And again, it's like, does it is it gospel truth? Absolutely not. Are there times where like people associate like associate uh behavior to me based on my number. And I'm like, that's just wrong. Like I got a message the other day that was like, this screams TJ to me. And it was like a meme. And I was like, I do not relate to this at all. Yeah. And it was I like, I, I get quite a few things about nines and I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, I know nines who are like that. Yeah. But and so it's like, that's again, not me, <laughs> not gospel, but it is a helpful base foundation of emotional language that will allow you to then dig deeper into those conversations. And again, we're talking about paying attention yeah. to the emotions in your heart and your soul. Once you're aware of what some of those are, mm -hmm. you're more quick to be like, I'm actually not frustrated with it, how long it's taken the shoes to get on. I'm worried because I think you my time is limited. Yeah. yeah. Which segue into our next oh, topic. So yeah. Nice. You're welcome. You want to explain that? The chair behind? Yeah. Which um, we've explained before, we've but explained I explained a lot. It really just means what's, it's a very aggressive term to when you're in a conversation with somebody to say, what's really going on here? Yeah. <laughs> but that's what you're, that, I think your heart might be right in what you're yeah. asking. What you're trying to say is like, I don't think you're actually upset about this surface thing up yep. here. I think there's something deeper. And so the chair behind is helpful visually. If you picture yourself sitting in a chair and you're upset, yeah, let's so say about the shoes. So TJ's up here in his chair of life <laughs> where we life. live most of our lives up here in this chair. He's upset. The kids I'm, aren't putting on. I'm their raging shoes. that Mac was lost at a secondary and stolen location and driven <laughs> across the island. Yes. Okay. But what, and, and so if I, instead of saying, Hey, what's really going on here? Like you feel like there's something else. If I say, Hey, what's, what's the chair behind right now for you? And if TJ pictures himself standing up, walking around and sitting down in an empty chair behind him, 
it's like one layer deeper. Yep. And sometimes there's a row of chairs. Yeah. And then you realize, got to get up again. Yeah. There's another one back there and another and one back there. And then sometimes it's like you, you sit in a chair that's like you're an eight-year-old and you think that you're unworthy of love. That's just like an example. It's just like an example that I could get that to I could get quasi to quickly. Quickly, but yeah. Um, but the more we do that and use that, and I, I always try to picture it in my head, yeah. me standing up and sitting, it gets real easy, or not really, it's easier to actually get up and walk past all the empty chairs pretty quickly yep. and sit in the final one real fast and say, here's what it is. Yeah, and so you're paying attention to things that are like, you know, ma- making you have sort of a visceral reaction or a fight, flight, or freeze reaction. Yeah. And instead of just sitting in that fight, flight, or freeze, you actually have the ability to say, okay, this is this is the visceral thing happening in my brain. Mm-hmm. What's happening in my heart? Yeah. And, and, and because you can do that quickly as you develop that sort of habit, um, you end up not like Brooke and I, I honestly can say like, we barely fight. And even when we, even when we do, which is, I'm going to, okay. I'm going to put a number on okay. it. How many times in a year would you call it a fight? But even then I feel like I need to clarify what, what you and I would consider a very strong disagreement, heightened conversation. Where we're pissed at each other. Oh, T. Oh, sorry. That was a hard P sound. <laughs> How many times in a year? Or do you have a number? I do. I'm afraid mine is even too high. One, two, three. Six. Three? Okay. Okay. Six. That's once every two months. That seems high. That does seem high. I don't again, this is not like us tuning our own horn. This because early in our marriage, it was not that way. But here's the thing. So many of them weren't conversations. They were long avoiding semi-silent treatment type. Like it, it was, wasn't a it hot. Was it wasn't hot. a hot war. It was a cold war. There you go. <laughs> yeah. We all know if we're married, we've had cold wars with our spouses. Right. And and we've also had hot wars. Yeah. Where shots are fired. We're blowing them out. We're blowing up the park. <laughs> yeah. But all this is like like I, I don't say that to just be like, hey, look how great we are. It, it, it's because no. we we're doing this work. And this work has value. Yeah. And the more you do it, the more value that it becomes. And so, you know, Enneagram sort of snowballs in a good way. It becomes easier to push it all down the hill because it's just. And so it's like, you know, like, like in the Bible, it talks about like, you know, we feed you like baby food, essentially, Mm. because you're not ready for steak. And then you hope, steak. but but as you grow in your walk with the Lord, you should be able to eat steak. And so like, same with your marriage, like mm-hmm. we're taking baby steps at first. And then we took little baby steps with the Enneagram of like, Oh, this is cool. Like, look how like helpful this, this really thing is. feels like me. You know, this is how yeah. I see things. And like, and then it's like, Oh, okay. That that's helpful. Those were some baby steps. Now what's the steak? What's the, what's the jog? What's the run? What's the sprint? What's the, mm-hmm. what's going to get us through the marathon. And like, these are just things that we're layering on top of each other so that the arguments become less, the, the intimacy becomes more. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like physical intimacy, although emotional intimacy definitely helps with our physical intimacy. Yeah. But I'm talking about just that deep emotional, like ride or die intimacy of just yeah. like, we are, we are each other's people mm-hmm. and we are slowly, you know, two shall become one. And this emotional depth and richness in understanding who you are and understanding who your spouse is uh, just ends up creating this relationship that you literally, when the day you got married, you never thought it was possible. Like, Oh, I, uh, yeah, like, I would, I would even clarify and say, I never thought about it. Yeah. It's not like I thought it was impossible when right. we got married. It was just like, th- you know, is that even a thing? Yeah. Uh-huh. 
but it is, and it can be. And so these are just ways that I think help cultivate that. So it's paying attention. It starts with paying attention. And then it's like, it's, it's doing the like almost dirty work of like, I'm paying attention because this part of the garden always has weeds mm-hmm. and I'm just pulling them from this, like, you know, I'm not pulling them well. So, so what can I do? Okay. Well, I'm going to dig this part out yeah. and that it's dirty and it takes, it takes some guts no and it takes effort and it takes like some bravery and some courage. And, but once you do and you dig it out, you're like, Oh, my garden is growing much better now. Like yeah. I'm not having to do as much maintenance right. because the roots have been, have been Mo- removed or cleaned or whatever, of. you know, yeah. you know, could, no, could new roots grow? Absolutely. So do I need to sort of be on like protection mode and like growth mode? Absolutely. And so, um, I, I would say another really helpful tool, and then I'll get into to these this book right here. Um, another super helpful tool for us was was taught to us by Josh Straub uh, from Famous at Home. It's called the 15 minutes at the end of the day, and we don't even do it at the end of the day. I say we do it. We've talked about this a lot. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's it's so valuable that it's worth repeating again and again and again, just like we repeat Sabbath again and again and again and again. Yeah. It's having an emotional check in every day with your spouse. Uh, What's the most positive emotion you have? Or your kids. We do this with our kids too. Not every day, but we do do it with our kids. Mm-hmm. We ask them, what's the most positive emotion? What's the most negative emotion they've had of that day? day? Yeah. And obviously everyone likes to talk about the positive. What's the highlight of your day? We do that every day. But the negative emotion, one, what it does is it allows you to be on the same page. Like if Brooke is going through some, like yesterday she had a swirly day, um, just yeah. felt off all day. And I couldn't place it, couldn't which place is uncommon. It. Usually I can place it. And so we talked about it yesterday and like, hmm, sorry, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Which is fine. And like, imagine if we didn't talk about it and I'm just like, Brooke's mad. Like I could get in my head of like, Brooke's mad at me. What did I do yeah. now? I'm going to like go into defensive mode and like fight, fight or freeze. I'm going to fawn. Yeah. The lesser known, yeah. which is like extreme people pleasing yeah. to, because you feel a threat. And so like, for me, I'm a, I'm a, I flight. Mm. I'm just like, I'm out. I don't want to have this conversation. I, yeah. at least I used to be. Yeah. You know, again, these tools have helped me stay and be like, let's have this actual conversation. I'm not going to get mad. We're just going to talk about it. Yeah. And so like, imagine yesterday with Brooke having this like sort of rough day, like I could have been in my head about like, what's going on? Like, was it something like, was it something I did today? Was it something I did two days ago? Was it something I did last week? Yeah. But because we have the emotional check-in daily, I know it wasn't yesterday. Yeah. She didn't like her negative emotion yesterday was this, or it wasn't anything or her positive was this. So like something happened today. So then we have this check-in today and it's like, she has the language to be like, I honestly don't know what it is. And I think I'm just having one of those days. And so then we're, then, then I'm not, yeah. (laughs) Then I'm not feeling on pins and needles. Yeah. Like I'm walking on eggshells. Um, and so it's just super, super valuable. So that's another one that's just like, we're going to talk about that every 40 episodes yeah. because it's so valuable. Yeah. A book that I would mention that I do not have in front of me because I didn't think about this is the book called Try Softer. So if you're familiar with the more popular book of the Body Keeps Score, the Body yeah. Keeps Count, the Body, body Keeps, keeps Score, score. Um, which is the very brain science version of like, you know. We're talking great brain. Great brain. Good skull. Yeah, right. Not the way we want to live. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not how I live my life, but it's fine. Um, works for some people. Um, which again, I'm not, I'm not, not recommending that book, but if you want sort of, Have you the, ever, I don't know if you've, we'd I've it. listened to some of okay. it. And if you want sort of a version of that book through a faith lens, try softer by Andy Kohlberg is Kohler, Kohlberg, 
Uh, no, I'm not positive. Swami? Her name's Andi, which is all I remember. Samsonite. Um, is really, really good. She is a trauma-informed therapist in Colorado, and so she's she writes about stuff, um, which is just... She writes about stuff. No, she writes about... Um, <laughs> Like the stuff that is coming from all of her therapy sessions. So she has this, um, you know, everything she's learned in the science realm of things. And then she is connecting it with our faith in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just like, this is what your brain does, which is yeah. still a helpful thing to know, yep. you know, or this is why your body reacts this way. Yeah. Um, but I have been getting a lot of language. I don't think I could have jumped into that right away. I would have been like, whoa, yeah. this is a lot. Yeah. I still don't know who I am. <laughs> yeah. But like now that I do have these foundations and years of building language and being able to talk about things, a, a book like that, that's a little more technical, but ties it into my faith has been super helpful with, I mean, that's where I first learned about the fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. Yeah. And I was like, whoo, that's me sometimes. Like right. very much so. Yeah. And so that's just, I would, I don't have it in front of me. You have but your books. That's but a good one. Yeah. I would definitely recommend that if yeah. that interests you. That's great. And so, you know, Enneagram led us to like a lot of like parenting books, like it led us just to be like comfortable with like, okay, we're going to read about hard things. Mm -hmm. And so it led me to a book. Or read about things that I feel like I should naturally be good at. Like I'm a parent now. So I guess yeah. I just know, wait. And, and just like it, it led us down to a path of like, okay, learning has an incredible amount of value. Obviously that's <laughs> understatement of the year. But it's like, it's not scary. Like I, there was definitely yeah. a point in my life where I was like, I'm scared to learn about myself because I don't, I don't, what if I don't like what I find out? Yeah. And there's an element find? of like, you won't, there are parts that you won't like, <laughs> but that is why the blood of Jesus covers all sins. And that's why we need Jesus so desperately and need his spirit to continue to sanctify us as we grind out those hard parts of our heart and that dark sin in our lives. Yeah. And so it's like, there's an incredible amount of freedom that comes with this journey of learning how you tick because then you see how big God's grace is. Mm -hmm. If you ignore all the sin in your life, you ignore the grace that has been poured out for that sin. Yeah. And so I just feel like while at first it's like sort of butt clenchy and just like, gosh, why do you even like me, Brooke? I don't like myself. Do I really do that? I do do that. Oh my word. I'm the worst. Although sevens are the best, um, <laughs> statistically speaking. Um, <laughs> and then it leads you down to like, oh, that was really helpful. We've had great conversations. Our relationship is improving. Our intimacy is improving. Our friendship is improving. My, my parenting is my improving. My parenting is improving. I have more patience with my kids. You're like, I want more. Mm -hmm. Give me more. It's sort of like, you know, fitness where you're like, I started to lift weights and now I see a difference. And so I'm going to lift more weights. Like, yeah. you know, um, and so that led us to a book called Parenting with Heart, which I highly recommend. Um, by Chip Dodd and Stephen James, which then led me to this book uh, by Chip Dodd called The Voice of the Heart, called A Full Living. Mm -hmm. um, which we have talked about. Yes. Discover the gift of the eight feelings. And so basically, like he's got a, I think he's got a feelings chart in the back here. He's got conditions of the heart. So it's like, if you're lots watching, of lots of pages or just, I guess, one page of just like all these feelings that you can have. Loved, unimportant, ineffectual, I, antagonistic, alive, regretful, helpless, vengeful, wanted, bashful, resigned, indignant, lustful, self-conscious, ap apathetic, hated, worthy, puzzled, shy, unloved, respected, edgy, uncomfortable, friendly. That's just one. One line. row out of, yeah, of six. A bunch. And so we would associate that with 
the, those are our feelings. And basically his premise is like, well, we actually only have eight feelings. Mm-hmm. So way back in the chair behind loved, there's a feeling. Yeah. Way back in the chair behind odd, there's a feeling. Way back in a chair behind fed up, there's a feeling. And so this- Yeah, I'm just feeling fed up. Yeah. Okay, but go back further. Yep. Um, Because there's chairs behind that. And there's only eight chairs back there. So which one are you going to sit yep. in? <laughs> And so the book starts off with um, talking about those eight feelings. Um, I will say it's an easy read. Yeah, 100%. Like not like, I don't mean easy, like, like surfacey. It's actually very deep, very fast, but it's not a huge book. No. And it's not a difficult read. Yeah. Like I, I went through it, I think in like four days. It's one that I told Brooke just a few weeks ago, like this is going to be an annual January read. Yeah. Because I think it has that much value and it's so rich mm-hmm. with language to allow you to like kind of, it's just a great way to just like reframe your year and reframe your perspective on, on who you want to be. Mm-hmm. So I, I got a ton of stuff highlighted and honestly, I was just like, I could open it and read it and you'd be like, man, that's good. <laughs> um, so we use feelings, this is, this is from the book. We use feelings to communicate our God-given hunger for relationship. Unless we rediscover our ability to feel deeply we, and express feelings clear, clearly, we will never find a full life. And so mm. I think the, uh, the idea of paying attention to your emotions is mm-hmm. the first step in sort of that pathway to rediscovering, you know, your, your emotions and your feelings. Yeah. Um, and if you're not paying attention or if you're ignoring those things that are being drawn to your attention... Like you're, st- I th- I feel like you're just going to be in like sort of that hamster wheel of life of just like, oh, I get frustrated. Let me run it out or let me fight it out or let me freeze it out or let me fawn <laughs> it out. Yeah. And then, you know, you're just like, oh, I'm still like, in- instead of really um, diving deep, here's another line from the book. The truth is that the more mature of heart we are, the more we need to be tended to so that we may give more. And so again, mm. this is all just like, and again, like when you think about Jesus saying, love your neighbor as yourself, I think a lot of people have kind of twisted that up in the self-love movement of like, I need to love myself. So I need to go to a spa or like get a massage or like take time alone. And like, I'm not negating any of those things, mm-hmm. but like to truly deeply love yourself, I think means to like fully understand how you tick. Yeah. And then that allows you to have full authentic expressions of your heart towards others and actually love others well without sort of like vile selfishness kind of being the root or like bitterness or whatever, because you can unpack those things and, and hopefully like be sanctified through them. Yeah. Um, and so <clears throat> there's, um, let me get to another part of this book. Just dog here, babe. So basically mm-hmm. he says there's eight feelings. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read those eight. Okay. And again, I struggled with this. I a hundred percent was like, I don't know if I believe that it feels like there should be more eight doesn't seem like enough. Um, they, the eight feeling, these are the eight feelings, hurt, lonely, sad, anger, fear, shame, guilt, glad. And then he unpacks it. And again, just buy this book, read it. We'll link it. Um, <clears throat> and, and so one of the main questions is why is only one feeling positive, which mm-hmm. is the que- the first question I asked, like mm-hmm. as a seven on the Enneagram, like, you know, the I, enthusiast. The enthusiast, I'm very excited about life. It was just like, I, no. And, and, and as someone who avoids negative emotions and negative feelings and has for a long time in my life, this was definitely a challenge to be like, most of them are negative, but this is why. Yeah. Uh, actually, each feeling is positive because of where it can lead. Hurt leads to healing. Loneliness moves us to intimacy. Sadness expresses value and honor. Anger hungers for life. 
Fear awakens us to danger and begins wisdom. Shame maintains humility and mercy. Guilt brings forgiveness. Gladness proves hope of the heart to be true. Mm-hmm. And so as you pay attention to sort of those emotions of your life, and then as you gather the language to learn about them, mm-hmm. it will lead to a fuller life. Like this book, like the voice of the heart, a call to full living, like understanding our heart and how God created us to tick and how we learn and how we move and how we just function in the world emotionally yeah. will allow us to to have deeper relationships more intimacy with our spouse and with our kids and with our parents and with our grandparents, like our siblings, all that kind of stuff, because we will be like hearts alive, a heart of flesh instead of a heart of stone. And so it's just like, it's so valuable. And it's why Brooke and I, it's why the podcast now exists. It's like, Mm -hmm. at first it was like, I don't know, like, let's see if this thing will work. And now (laughs) it's like, we finally have the, the, the reason behind this, it's like, it's to give language. It's to give language to the things that are hard to talk about. Because if we have language, then we can talk about them. And when we can talk about them, healing can occur. Mm-hmm. And when healing can occur, joy can come in the morning. And it just, it's all connected. Yeah. It is. You just have to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I, I think that was like a lot of information. Probably. He also has a book called The Needs of the Heart, which is even a smaller read. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely like, I would just, if you're, if, if you're feeling like I want to talk about the things, yeah, it hard. And and let me, <laughs> let me go back to the, let me go back to one thing before we end for the day. Uh, integrated three years ago was when I learned about the chair behind and the 15 minute emotional check-in. And, and I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again. Um, that first emotional check-in was almost physically painful for me. It was physically very uncomfortable. Like I just was like, I don't want to do this. And and it took weeks, months, years, you know, to make it more of a normal, like make it a yeah. more everyday rhythm in our house. And so like my, my like not years, not years, but no. <laughs> months, you know, but so my encouragement to you, just the same as with Sabbath, the life changing habit of Sabbath is like, hopefully you guys are still trying it in November. Like mm-hmm. that was the challenge. And so my encouragement to you is like, if you're going to take one of these things, emotional check-in, uh, which is a super valuable one, like don't try it once and be like, that was uncomfortable. Like, cause that's exactly what we're trying to get around is like, we're trying to make those uncomfortable conversations yeah. between spouses more comfortable because the more comfortable they are, the more your marriage can flourish. Yeah. And so if you ignore it for long periods of time, eventually it'll, it'll, the root, the, the weeds root system in your garden will be too strong and it will overpower anything and nothing will be able to grow. Right. So you do something drastic and you cut down the whole tree. Yeah. Or you rip out the garden and people get divorced or whatever. And it's just like, like, "Ah, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. (laughs) And so, you know, I just think like, again, it's going to be uncomfortable at first. And even the Enneagram might be uncomfortable for some of you. Um, and, and this book might be uncomfortable. Like I remember reading this book and being like, I don't know if this is true. Like this is really hard for me to like kind of understand, but like it's the same when I read the gospel and I'm just like, oh, golly, that's hard to take. Yeah. And, and again, it, b- but it's worth it because of the fruit that it bears. Mm. And so if you plant good things into your brain, into your heart and into your mind, into your soul, you'll harvest good things in life. Yeah. And I'm not saying like riches and success, but I'm just saying like emotional health stability, the ability to have healthy or long lasting relationships. Yeah. You know, because that's why we're doing this. Like I want to be an emotional, healthy 37 year old so that I can be an emotionally healthy 87 year old who's helping my kids be mm-hmm. parents. 
Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm never going to stop parenting my girls. And I think a lot of our generation right now has experienced their parents stopping. Mm-hmm. Like at some point they just said, Hey, this is enough. And I don't know if that's emotional or culture or whatever, think it's intentional. but like, or, or it's, if it's very just subconscious. like the, the, the state of culture today, whatever the reason is, is like, I don't want that to be my life. Yeah. And so I will work hard to be emotionally engaged with you and with them because I want that long-term emotional connection. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the quote before and I think it's even in Try Softer. She talks about how like we are what we pay attention to. Yeah. And our brains literally with brain science become <laughs> what we pay attention to. Right. And so it's so important to pay attention to the things that hopefully matter to you like this. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, continue to dig deeper. Even it, like, like when I learned about myself, which was back probably when I first discovered the Enneagram, that my personality, just me, my type, I will avoid discomfort at all costs. Yep. Literally all costs. And so <laughs> phone do, calls. Oh, yeah, and you're thinking like, "Oh, okay, so like something real intense." No, nope. no, no. <laughs> a phone I I dislike making phone calls, so I will never make a phone call. I don't like <sighs> parts of working out or doing things. And I I had never acknowledged or had the language and words for, "Oh, I'm avoiding X, Y, and Z." I classically procrastinate. Not because I'm lazy, not because I'm this, but because I am avoiding discomfort of any kind at Mm -hmm. all costs. And figuring that out and paying attention to that and being like, oh, I don't love that. I don't want to be somebody who just avoids everything. But I had to get there and I had to name it. Because eventually you'll avoid relationships. Oh, you'll avoid everything because everything's uncomfortable. Or at least that's how it feels for me. And so... You have to like get all the way down to the root or all the way to the chairs behind, name it, sit with it for a minute, and then you sort of climb your way back out yep. and figure out what that looks like to live, having paying attention to that in everyday life. Yep. Yeah. And it's worth it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thousand percent. Yeah. Amazing. Well, that was a lot. That was that felt good though. That's part one uh, of life-changing practice of paying attention we'll get into part two next week mm-hmm. where yeah we'll just we'll just come back next week i'm going to preview it <laughs> we, but, we, we, fa- <laughs> we will be back next week but i what, don't think we've ever said that at the end of an episode yeah see you next week guys but on thursday or yeah thursday or wednesday if you're a subscriber the collection will go live oh, warehouse yeah. online warehouse sale um should we hit them with discount code should we go to should the code be good brain or great skull as an homage. Are we bringing it back? We're bringing it back. So use the code either good brain, all one word, or great skull, all one word, to save a little bit extra on mm-hmm. either the podcast collection, the print shop, or the online warehouse sale, all happening at the same time. Nice. Just buy something from everything. Yeah. Yeah. Good brain, great skull. Separate. So if you have a good brain, use that. If you have a great skull, which I'm sure most of you do, <laughs> use that. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for making us a part of your week. Okay, Okay, I love love you. you. Bye. Bye.